in the book of Revelations. We're going to try to hang around today in the book of Revelations uh, this morning. Uh, we may go some other places, but not many other places. But we're going to hang around in the book of Revelations. We're going to begin with the 18th chapter of the book of Revelations. Uh, there are so many things happening within our world today. And we need to know exactly where things set, where things stand with the body of Christ and what's going on. Amen. Uh, Revelations chapter number 18. Father, now we, we come and Lord God, we ask in your son Jesus name that your Holy Spirit, that he would just stretch out in me and he would be the teacher because he is the teacher. We pray, Father God, that I will decrease and that he will increase and bring to our ears, Lord God, the we need to know for this end time. For God, we've been in the end time a long time, but your return is much more closer now than ever. And God, we bless your name and we honor you and we give you praise and glory. And we thank you, we ask God, that you bless the hearers of your word. This we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen and amen, amen. Uh, coming from the book of Revelations, chapter number 18. And the title God has given us for this message is called Babylon. Babylon. Uh, in a few minutes you'll understand what God is saying about Babylon. Because in our end day, uh, the Babylon is going to be very, very, very important. And that's why we need to know exactly what's happening so that we as the body of Christ won't get sucked in. Amen. So many has already gotten sucked in and not realizing that they have been sucked into an area that God has not called and ordained for us to be. Now, Revelations chapter number 18. Just want to teach a little bit this morning. Amen. Amen. Beginning with verse number 1. Revelations chapter number 18, verse number 1. It says, And after these things I saw an angel, another angel, come down from heaven, having great power. And the earth was lightened with his glory. Now, take, take note to verse number 2. Verse number two says, and he cried, talking about the angel, he's a messenger, and he cried mightily with a, what kind of voice? Strong voice. So he wanted to make sure that he was heard. So he cried mightily with a strong voice saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils. And a hold of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Interesting. Interesting. Now, the word Babylon here, the word Babylon, when you look at it, whether it be in the New Testament or the Old Testament, the word Babylon there means confusion. Hmm. Confusion. Now, when you look at the word confusion, you will think about the unnatural bestiality of an individual or a system. It's unnatural. It's not normal. Uh, it's the beast in man. You know, we sometimes the beast and mankind will rise up. Amen. And but that's when we're in a state of confusion. Also, uh, that word uh, confusion that means shame or disgrace. It means reproach. It means a, a, a time of desolation, and it means to be without form. But it also means uh, instability. It means uh, having a distraction of mind. Think about when you're confused, okay? 
your, your mind is not where it needs to be. You know, you, you, you're distracted as a distraction of mind. So here it talks about this Babylon, and we want to deal with the, the definition of, of Babylon because it represents confusion, okay? But it talks about how Babylon, and Babylon is a religious system. It's a false system, okay? And we will get to that. Uh, it talks about how it says Babylon the Great is fallen, is fallen. It puts an emphasis on what's happening. First of all, uh, with, with confusion, there will always be a fall away. It talks about an ap apostasy, a, a fall away. And once there's an, a, a fall away, then whenever we fall away from God, we will find ourselves in ruins. So here he's saying it identifies it as it to be great. It's not a small thing, but it is a great thing. But watch what happens when there's confusion. This is what it says. It says it has become the habitation of devils. In other words, when we're in a state of confusion, we open ourselves up to allow demonic force and demonic activities to come within our dwelling place. Amen. Have you, have you ever thought about when you get confused and how you do some stuff you don't normally do? So you're in a state of confusion. So, so what happens is we open ourselves up uh, when we're in that confused state for demonic spirits or demonic uh, forces to begin to uh, dwell within our temple. Amen. And then it says, is a hold of every foul spirit. Anything that's detestable, filthy, or nasty. When we're in that state of confusion, it will come in and it will set right in on the inside of us. Amen. All we got to do is think a little bit. Amen. Amen. So, but, but when we're in that state now, it, it talks about how demonic forces can dwell there. Then it says it's a, a, a holding place. It's like a prison for every foul, every unclean spirit. And then it says in a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. So we know that we do not want to operate and, and continue to walk in a state of confusion. Amen? Because we open ourselves up for those things that are unclean. And we don't want unclean spirits to dwell within us. Now, there's some things we want to, we're going to look at today. Uh, let's look at verse number 3 in uh, Revelation chapter number 18. Because we're talking about Babylon. We're talking about that state of confusion. And we're going to see where the church fits in to that state of confusion. Revelation chapter number 18. Now verse number 3 says. For all nations. Have drunk of the wine. Of the wrath of, a, of her fornication. And the kings of the earth. Have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth. Are waxed. Are rich through the abundance of her delicacy. In other words. What has happened, uh, uh, it draws people. It, it draws the church. It draws, uh, that word uh, nations, that means people. They have become intoxicated. And this is what has happened with society today. Uh, and the body of Christ, because we're going to see that too. They have gotten uh, intoxicated, drunk from, from the things of the world. Amen. And, and, and that, that false uh, religious system. Now, as we continue... Watch what God is saying to his people. And this is what really blows my mind. And this is where we have to really be careful as the body of Christ. Amen. Now, in verse number four, Revelation chapter number 18 says, 
And I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her. What does he say? Who is he calling to come out of? My, my people. So God is saying to his people to come out of that state of Babylon. Now what are we doing up in there? Think about it. Here it is. God is saying, he said, now, he says, my people, he says, come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her, what? Sins. See, we can become partakers of sins of someone else or a religious system. We can become partakers. Well, but the warning here, God, God is about to do something. Just like right now, because of the state of, of our nation, because of the state of our world and all the nations, God is beginning to release his judgment, whether we want to accept it or not. But he says the first place judgment is going to come is to the house of God. And the reason why, they have gotten themselves entangled where they should not be. Because there's an appeal, there's a cry, there's a call. He said, come out from them. And then he says, do not be partakers of her sins and that you receive not of her, what? Plague. So in other words, when the fire starts falling, you know, when the judgment starts falling, when the wrath starts falling, we don't want to be in that place. Amen? So we've got to come out of it, that, that particular place, and not be partakers of a sin. Talking about that, that religious system. It's a false religious system. Now, and verse number five says, watch what happens when, when, when sin reaches the nostrils of God. Verse five says, for her sins have reached unto where? Heaven. Sometimes we think God is just sitting there, you know, and just twiddling his thumbs maybe. But there comes a time when God says, enough is enough. Because then sin has reached into the nostrils all the way into heaven. And he says, God had remembered what? Her iniquities. God has remembered her sins. Now, let's go over to um, Revelation chapter number 17. Revelation 17. Flip over Revelation chapter number 17. You can see what's been happening. Uh, the people, uh, supposedly, even the body of Christ, has been practicing um, spiritual idolatry. Worshipping something else besides God. That, that, that's what's going on. And, and, and God is getting upset, you know, with the situation. Now, looking at Revelation chapter number 17. Revelation 17, verse number 1 says, And there came one of the seven angels, which had seven vials, and talked with me, saying, Come hither. In other words, God said, I need to show you some stuff. He said, I will show unto thee the judgment of the what? Great whore that sitting upon many waters. Now that word waters, that means people. That's a great whore that's sitting upon many people. Now watch this. Watch very closely. Now verse 2 says, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, spiritual adultery, uh, a lewd acts. I mean, uh, um, un, um, unlustful, I mean to the extreme. They had become intoxicated with the sins of the world and begin to think that it's okay. But God said, no, there's going to come a time of judgment. He says, with the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with what? The wine of her fornication. In other words, they've gotten, they've gotten so caught up, they're intoxicated. They're overwhelmed with it. You know, the, the, when, when one is intoxicated, 
that their mental capacity is not where it should be. We all know sometime in our life, you know, and sometimes for some folk, maybe not, we've haven't gotten intoxicated one way or the other. You can become intoxicated from, from some, some alcoholic beverage or some, some type of drug, or you can even get intoxicated over another individual. Amen. In other words, you can't see because you can't see nobody else because you can't see that, help, see that person. You know what I'm saying? So there's many forms. I hear you, Holy Spirit. There's many forms of intoxication. Amen. We like to put it one way, but God said there's a whole lot of ways of being intoxicated. Amen. I mean, when you just lose control. Amen. You literally have lost control. So he says that they've gotten, they've gotten intoxicated. You know, that they've caught up with all these lewd acts and uh, spiritual adultery. Now, let's go to Jeremiah, and this is probably the only place we may go that's not in Revelations. Jeremiah, chapter number 51. Jeremiah, chapter number 51. Because we we're going to have to deal with this false church, and we're going to, because it is, a, a, it is a place of confusion. Amen? Amen. And this is what God has said to his people. He says, now, I need y'all to come out of, come out of that, 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 that false teaching. Come out of that. You know, because I am about to release something, and you don't want to be a part of what I'm going to release. Now, in Jeremiah chapter number 51, verse number 6, amen, what is the first word in verse number 6? Flee. That's right. The first word in, 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 in uh, uh, Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 6, is flee. Now, that word flee not only means to escape, but it also means in Hebrew, it also means to lift up a standard. What has happened, uh, the body of Christ has so lowered their standard, and that's how we get caught up, you know, in, in that place with that false church, where in and everything goes. Amen? Because, see, we want to be careful we're not in that place of confusion, because we're opening ourselves up for all kind of demonic activity. Amen? So he's saying, he said, now listen, it's a lift of a standard. He says, flee out of the what? The midst of Babylon. He says, oh, get out of Babylon. Get out of confusion. He says, just right in the midst. Because see, what's happened, the body of Christ is right in the midst of confusion. That's why our world is such a mess today. Because we're in the midst of confusion. We're in a, a state of Babylon. Amen. So he says, flee of, out of the midst of Babylon. And then he says, deliver. Deliver means to release or rescue every man his what? It's about your soul. It is about your soul. So you want to make sure that, that, that uh, well, you may say, well, I don't know why I should do this or why I should come out of, come out of this or why God is saying do that. God says, it is about your Oh, I heard a word. <laughs> I don't know, but he said it. He said, it's about your soul, fool. I'm, I, I heard that word, fool. I'm like, oh, Lord, said that or not, Lord, you know. And he said, it's about your soul, fool. You know, so, so you see, a fool is without, without understanding. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times we don't know why we need to come out of a thing, but what we don't realize is it goes beyond what we see right now. It, it really ends up in our end, end state where we're going to spend eternity. That's why he said, come on. It's about your soul. And the Holy Spirit said, fool. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to have to have the Holy Spirit. I told him to go ahead, you know, teach, you know. So he is. Amen. He says, come out. He says, about your soul. 
talks about your soul. He said, every man his soul. Then he says, be not cut off in her iniquity. He says, if we will remain there, we'll be cut off because of her iniquity. Do you not know we can be cut off because of somebody's other, someone else's iniquity besides our own if we keep ourselves in that place? So he said, he said, now, now, he says, be not cut off in her iniquity, for this is the time, uh-oh, of the Lord's what? Vengeance. The Lord says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. You don't have to do anything. He says, he's going to do the repaying, you know. You just stay in a prayerful state. Amen. He says, vengeance is mine. He said, but this is the time of the Lord's vengeance. That's why we have to be careful when we see things happening in our world not to begin to pray against it. Because we don't, a lot of times we want to equate things to Satan. But it's not always Satan. It's God getting his folks in line. Amen. Because when we, I don't know what it is about pain or suffering, but that seems about the only thing that will bring us back to God and put us back in line. Amen. So sometimes we just have to say, God, let your will be done. Amen. And when his will is done, what happens just like he did, you know, the war began to recede in some places. Well, well one point they were saying in, in, in our area, we were supposed to get anywhere from six to 12 inches of rain. Well, that didn't happen. So I bless the Lord. So he knows what's best. Amen. And some other areas was been 15 inches, but that did not happen. So we think it said 15 to 20 inches. So we think and praise God, God, whatever your will is. Because, you know, some of us, we can get crazy. Sometimes we've got an enemy over that. We say, God, pour it on them. Pour it on them. You know. Anybody said, anybody said that? Thank you, sister. Anybody else said that? Me? Pour it on them. Get, get them, Lord. Get them. You know. You know. So, but that's where it comes when it says, God, let your will be done. Let, let your will be done, you know, because see, God knows how to reward. Now, sometimes, you know, where God wants to find grace, we want to continue punishment. Amen. So, hey, I've been there. Uh, sister, you've been there too. I've been there. I've been there. You know, you know keep on, God. Get, do it, God. Do it. But God's like, God, wait a minute, God. You're bringing grace. And I'm just like, punish? Mm. But, but he, that's why he's God, and we are who we are. Amen. Because we've been zapped everybody off the planet. Amen. We've been zapped everybody off the planet. So he knows how to reward. He knows, he knows how to reward. Now, Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 7 says, Babylon, watch this. Babylon hath been a golden cup in the Lord's hand. Y'all remember that now. Babylon hath been a golden cup in the Lord's hand. That made all the earth drunken. The nations have drunken of her wine. Therefore, the nations are what? They done go mad. You know, they, they got caught up in all this confusion. So now the, the, the mind has gotten distorted. They, they, they go mad. They go mad is what the word of God says. And then watch verse 8. It says, Babylon is what? Suddenly fallen and destroyed not only in that confused state bringing it back to the natural not only in that confused state we can become destroyed we can fall but we can also become destroyed he says Babylon is it says suddenly in other words you won't see it coming he says but it's suddenly fallen and destroyed then he says how for her in other words weak for her 
take balm, some type of salve for healing for her pain. If, look at that word, if so be, she may be healed, but she will not be healed. Watch the word. And it says, and let us go everyone into his own country for her judgment reaches unto where? Heaven and is lifted up even to the skies. So the judgment has been set. When, when, when God, it's already been preordained. It's already been preordained. Now, let's go back to Revelations chapter number 17. Go back to Revelations 17. Revelations chapter number 17. Revelations 17. We're going to continue in Revelations chapter 17 uh, with verse number 4. Verse number 3. Let's, let's deal with 3. Okay? 3. Revelations chapter number 17. Verse number 3. Now, remember God has called his people out of that state of confusion. He's warned them. He said, come out of that, come out of that state because this is what's going to happen. Now, verse number three says, and so he kept, John is speaking, so, so he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And then he says, and I saw a, watch this, y'all, very closely, very closely. And I saw a woman. When you look at the scriptures, a woman always represents the church, okay? I saw the church sit. In other words, to sit means to be comfortable inside of something. I'm sitting. I'm inside of this. Okay? And this is where the church is. It's sitting inside of this. But watch what this is that is sitting inside of it. Okay? It says, And I saw a woman sit upon a scholared colored, what's that next word? Beast. I saw a church sitting upon a scarlet colored beast full of names of blasphemy having seven heads and ten horns. Now, let's, let's, let's look at this. It says the church is sitting upon this beast. Now, we're going to see about this beast. See, this, this beast really, when you really do some research, it has a whole lot to do with the Roman Catholic Church. Okay, so and we know that's false worship. That that's idol worship. That means when you look, when you begin to look at, that, that's why we really need to uh, begin to uh, ask God to show us and reveal things to us. Because when you begin to deal with the Roman Catholic Church, you've got a lot of pro God has a lot of problems with it. It is that false system. It, 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 in ancient days, it failed then, and it's gonna. Well, we'll get to the word. It's going to rise back up again. Amen. In fact, it's already here. Amen. So you, you, Holy Spirit, you question why in the world would the Pope want to show up at the United States? There's a purpose. There's a reason. And there's a plan. Now, everything's been set in motion. And that Roman Catholic Church is a part of it. It's idol worship. When you start praying to Mary and still to Jesus, something wrong with that picture. Mary didn't die for nobody. Mary just happened to be chosen by God to bring forth the baby Jesus. That's what, but to sit around and pray to Mary, no, 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 no. God said, don't have no other God before him. Amen. So we need to be wise. And, and, and all of a sudden we're just celebrating the Pope, we're celebrating, we're celebrating, we're celebrating. He's the next thing to God. 
Excuse me. Excuse me. God made every man, woman, child in, in his image. I don't have to look at the Pope to see God. Amen. I can look at it and eat you on the yard and see God. Amen. Nobody has to come and I don't have to stand out in the rain for hours and hours and days and days just to see a man. A man. He's an idol. Holy Spirit, I don't know. You told me to take control. Yes, sir, I did. He's an idol. He's an idol. And we're worshiping an idol. The very thing God told us not to do. And we're going crazy over a man. Ah, a religious system, because that's what he represents. Amen. Okay, let's, let's go. Let's go to work. Now, it talks about, it talks about the, the church is sitting up on this. It's scarlet. Scarlet has a lot to do with royalty. We, we need to look at all this. And, and it's sitting, sitting up on the beast. The church ain't got no business sitting up on the beast now. The foundation of the church is Christ. He says, full of names of blasphemy, having uh, seven heads. That means he was complete in authority. Having ten horns. I mean, he was unified in his strength. Very, very unified. We need to worry and think about the one world system. Because it's getting to that. It's, it's going to come to just a one world order. And, and we need to, sometimes we say, well, I don't care nothing about listening. You better start checking some stuff out. Because what happened is we'll be up in it and have no clue we're in it. Amen. So the, 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 they're going to be perfect, perfect in, in authority. Uh, the ten horns represent they're united in power. What's happening now? All these many nations trying to come together as one. United in power. United in power. And then verse 4 says, And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls Having, watch this, having a golden cup prayer in her hand. Now, when we was in Jeremiah chapter 51, where was the golden cup? It was in God's hand. Now this false church has the same golden cup in her hand. The, the, these are the colors of, of priesthood, the royal priesthood. Look at it. It, it's, it talks about they were um, arrayed in purple and scarlet. That's, that's the colors for the royal priesthood. And he said they were decked out with gold and precious stones and pearls. And now she has that golden cup in her hand. And look what it's full of. Abomination and filthiness of fornication. That's why it got in her hands and not of God's. Because you see what it contains. Filthiness, abomination, things that God detests. Now do you think God's going to keep that golden cup in his hand and inside of it is his detestable what's in the hand? No. He says, now she has it, and if he reveals what's in the cup. Abomination, those things that God hates, those things that are detestable, and says filthiness. In other words, lewd acts. I mean, a uh, spiritual adultery, a fornication, it is it, a sexual sin, immorality. I mean, it's to the extreme. And now it's in the false church's hand. Because it says in the church hand, but we got to understand this is the false church. Amen. But the church is sitting on the beast. Now, the church got no business sitting on the beast now. It has no reason to sit there. Now, watch verse number five. It says, and upon her head, watch this, and upon her forehead was a name written. What's that first word? Mystery. That means it's a secret. Something's not been revealed. 
See, there's some things that still has not been revealed to mankind yet. Dealing with this false church. Okay? It says, And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery. It's a secret. Babylon the Great. She's the mother. She's the originator of harlots and abominations of the what? The earth. So the, it, it, the false church, it, 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 it's, a, it's a, the originator of all this evil, this defilement that's here upon the earth. And then in verse 6 says, And I saw a woman drunken with the blood of the saints. Wow. And he says, and when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. You know, when he says, saw the, saw the blood of the saints and, 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 and uh, those that were killed for Jesus, my mind goes back to, to the people the, young, the people that was at the college in, in Oregon. You know, that, that the man would kill those that were Christians. Ask them a question, are you a Christian? And they, they say, yeah. And then they say, 30 seconds, you're going to meet your maker. You know, and he shoots them because they are Christian. And those that were not, do y'all not know how, how, how great and awesome and powerful it is to be a child of God? Because, see, once they acknowledge that they were Christians, immediately they were killed. But if they acknowledge that they were not a Christian, they still got shot, but they didn't die. So that let us know that it's something about the Christianity faith, about being a Christian or being a, a child of God is very dangerous to the enemy. See, we, we don't understand how powerful we are. We are powerful where we're in a majority. We are powerful whether or not we are in a minority. We just don't know it. We, we just don't know it. But see, see we got to understand how powerful it is because right now they're trying to kill Christians. They're killing Christians. They're beheading Christians. You know, they're trying to do away with Christians. They don't, as it was in, in the early church, they do not want us to call on the name of Jesus. Amen. Because the name of Jesus is power. It's power. Now, look at that verse number eight. No, yeah. Um, no, let's, let's go back to seven. Seven says in Revelation chapter number 17. Verse seven says, And the angel said unto me, Wherefore did thou marvel? Why, why are you amazed? I will tell thee the mystery or the secret of the woman of the church. Okay? And of the beast that did what? Carry. Now, what is the beast doing? Care? What is that false system, you know, uh, doing carrying the church? Think about it. That false system, that religious system. Now, it is carrying the church. Why? Because the church has become entangled with false religion. Amen. He's getting entangled. He says, "I'm, I'm going to reveal the mystery to you." He says, "I will tell thee the secret of the woman of the church." And of the beast that carried her, which had the seven heads, okay, you know, complete in authority, and ten horns that united in power. Now, verse number eight. Verse eight says, the beast that thou sawest was and is not. At one point it exists, then it did not exist. But watch what happened now, because it's going to come right back. That's why you're going to begin to see that thing which was hidden that everybody thought was uh, destroyed and ineffective in the, our latter days now because we're already in the end days, been in the end days from, from the time of the writing of, of, of the New Testament 
that we're going to begin to see some things rise up that we thought were uh, that does not have any power. We go. I hear you, Holy Spirit. We're going to see that Roman Catholic, that 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 false false system, to right, continue to rise up even greater. It's going to be even greater, even even greater, even greater. Now, now look what it says. Who's coming from? The beast that thou sowest was and is not, and shall ascend means to come out of out of the well, the bottomless pit. Don't come out of the bottomless. Have you ever thought about something that's bottomless? When something is bottomless, that means ain't no end to it. It's bottomless, but it's a pit. Now, let's go to Revelation chapter number 9. And we, and we I think we're coming back to you. But we may or may not come back to you. Revelation is, uh, um, uh, uh, let me finish reading the latter part, and then we're going to go to Revelation chapter 9. So the beast that thou sawest was and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit, and go into perdition. Mean perdition means uh, loss or ruins. But let's deal with this bottomless pit. Revelations chapter number nine. Revelations chapter number nine. Revelations chapter number nine. Oh yeah, talking about that bottomless pit. Okay, uh, it's gonna come up from that bottomless pit. Now verse number one in Revelation chapter nine says, and the fifth angel sounded. And I saw what? A star fall from heaven unto the earth. And to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. Now, don't think you're going to see a star falling out the sky. Okay? Now, let's go to see what the star is. So, we're going to go to another book besides Revelation, but we're going to have to go here so you can read it. Let's Luke. Let's go to Luke. Luke chapter number 10. St. Luke, chapter number 10. Because we have to identify the star. It says, saw it fall. So it's fall from heaven to the earth. Luke chapter 10. I'm going to read verse, yeah, Luke cha chapter 10. I'm going to read verse 17 first. The main thing we want is 18. Are we there? Remember, it talks about the angel said he saw the star fall from heaven into earth and, and to him, look at that, to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. Now, well, uh, then, then, then Christ take some keys. But let's look at Luke chapter number 10. Verse 17 says, And the 70, how about the disciples of Christ, they return again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us, through where? Through thy name. Okay? Now look at 18. And he said unto them, I beheld who? Satan as lightning. Do what? Fall from heaven. So in Revelation chapter 9, what he's seeing here, he's literally seeing Satan falling. Now, that's who the star is. It's Satan falling from heaven to the earth. And so he was given the keys to the bottomless pit. Now, go back to where we were, uh, Revelation chapter number 17. We almost, almost there. Revelation chapter number 17. Whew. Thank you, Lord. Revelation chapter number 17. Remember now the bottomless pit, right? Now, so the beast he, that he saw uh, ascended out of the bottomless pit. That means Satan himself, he comes up out of the bottomless pit. And he said he goes into perdition. He goes into ruins. Or he, um, yeah, uh, uh, there's a lost there. And it says, watch this. 
and they that dwell on the earth shall do what? Wonder. Who, well, this is the key. This, this is something you need to remember. Whose names were not where? Written in the book of what? Life. The one that, that, that's going to be so amazing when, and, and the one that's going to be influenced is those whose name has not been written in the book of life from the foundation of the world. And when they beheld the beast that was and is not and yet what? Is. See, you're going to find that set of people that who's, who has taken on the, the mark of the beast. Now, they're going to be amazed. Not the people of Christ now. Yeah, these folk are going to be amazed. You know, and sometimes, and I, I got tickled. Uh, sometimes we get so caught up of, on denominational stuff and, and who's going to go to hell and who ain't. But at, at, at that day, at, at that time, in that end time, when all this beginning to, takes place, there's only going to be two folk there. The one that has the mark and the one that do not have the mark. It won't be always, oh, I'm a Protestant, I'm a, I, I, I'm a... I'm, 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 I'm pro, uh, 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 Episcopalian, or I'm a Catholic, or I'm a Baptist. It won't be all that. What it's going to be is two, two group of people. And you're going to be in one another. Thank you. Like the sheep or the goat, you're going to be in one or the other. You're going to be in the one that has taken them all. That's amazing what's going on. Or you're going to be the one that does not have the mark. And we've got to be careful about taking these marks because, see, they run around here trying to put chips and everything. And if you ain't careful, they will put a chip in you. So you got to be very careful because the enemy is very shrewd. Now, for all of a sudden they can look at something that they know all about you from a chip. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. See, all this is, is setting stage for what is about to happen. Now, he says, only ones that's going to be <laughs> wondering and amazed are those that... Uh, Whose name is not written in the book of life. I want my name written in the book of life. Amen. I'm looking for eternal life. Eternity is in here. But I want eternal life. You know. Buy and sell. See that, that's why it's so uh, critical. That we understand about the system. About buying and selling. Because there's going to come a time. When you're going to have to choose. You're going to have to choose. Whether or not you're going to let your kids go hungry, or you're going to have to choose whether you're going to have to be out in the rain or whatever, there's going to be some choices made, and you've got to make a choice. Either you're going to hard choice, it's either you're going to live or die and suffer, or you're going to live for the devil and, and, and still suffer in the end. You just got to, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. Temporary pleasure. It's temporary. But that, that, see, there's an end result to it. There's an end result. That's why it's so important, you know. It's okay to, oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. It's okay to skip a meal. It's okay. Some of us die, we skip a meal. We better get used to skipping a meal. It's okay to rationing to what you need. Not, eat, not using it. It's okay. Because that's going to come a time when you're going to have to ration it out. Yeah. But when we're in that state of confusion... Then we, 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 you know, we think we got to spend it all, we got to eat it all, we got to have it all right now, and we get caught up in the wrong thing. See, we're caught up on this materialistic stuff, and rather than think about eternal life, see, we're so closer to God coming back, the return of Christ, than we ever have been in our lifetime. 
Because the end did not just start now, today. The end started back when it began. The Jew began to write those epistles. Paul, Peter and Paul, all of us began to write those letters. They were talking about the end time then. Do you know how many years ago that was? That's over thousands and thousands and thousands of years. But with God, one day is like a thousand years. So we don't know God's timetable. That's why it pays to be right. Because when we don't know God's timetable, he can come anytime. Amen. Amen. Come anytime. Because right? we're talking about Babylon. That's why God is telling his, his people to come out of there because he's going to release judgment. And, and it goes on to say, he says, the, uh, uh, the beast that he saw is a, and is and is not and yet is. Now, verse 9 says, and here is the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads, those are complete in authority, are seven mountains on which this woman sitteth. Now, take you back to some history. In ancient days, Rome sat on seven mountains. Yeah, seven mountains. Rome sat on seven mountains. But today, it doesn't sit on seven mountains. It's more like 19 mountains. So, as we're dealing with this religious system, it has intoxicated all other nations. It makes you wonder about Babylon. Research. Research. Now, Revelations 18 and 10. We're almost done. 18 and 10. Because see, when God began to do what he's doing, or going to do, now, watch what happens. All those people that's connected with that false system, that religious system, that has been caught up where in and everything goes. Amen. But the sad part, God warns his church to come out of that. You know, they've gotten caught up with all the delicacies and all the things and the merchants that they did. It's all about making money. Amen. Now, Revelations 18 verse 10 says, Standing afar off for the fear of her torment. Because see, that's going to come that time when, when God begins to release his wrath that people are going to stand back. You know, it's just like when the fire hit you or hit me, uh, folks, they kind of move away a little bit, right? I don't know about y'all, but I do. <laughs> Truth be known, I do. Because if the fire falling, I'd be crazy to get right next to you and the fire could fall on you. That means it's going to get me too, right? So what these people are doing, what they're doing, they said they're standing up for off for the fear of his torment. Whenever you see somebody really, 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 it seems like everything. We used to have this person, and uh, Dr. Bell used to always say that she had buzzard look. I don't care. We used to allow her to use one of our vehicles all the time. And, and I guarantee you, before the week was out, it would throw up. It didn't make no difference. Whether, you know, we'd have to go wherever she was. She said, well, the car's tow up. Well, we, it, never, it never stopped running with us. After all those years, we were driving it. She got it one time. First time she got it, we went to where she was. It stopped running. I just don't understand what happened. He said, first time he didn't say buzzard look. He's what things just happened. Well, the second time around, you know, she gets the vehicle, and next thing you know, it, it's tore up again. Then he said, it's buzzard look. She's got buzzard look. Well, crazy us, even though we knew she had buzzard look, we lit her the car again. And what happens? It tears up again. She has buzzard look. 
So we've got to learn to, to, to stay away. And I see Chad Deacon, he grinning because he knows who we're talking about. And so we know it's a true story. It's a true story. Amen. It's a true story. But but we got to be careful. Now, they were standing afar off and they was afraid. See, when you see somebody really going through something, things happening, and especially if it's from the unnatural, you got to look at that thing because, yeah, we all go through trials and tribulations. But there are some things that seem to be very unnatural. And when they continue to go through unnatural things, it's time to back up. So they begin to back up and they begin to watch. And then and they said, they begin to look at Babylon. They said, Alas, Alas, that great city, Babylon, that mighty city. But watch this. For in how many hours? One hour is that judgment come. God can do it just like that. In one hour. Her judgment. I mean, lost everything. And, then, and it says in verse 11, And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buyeth what? Their merchandise anymore. So when you begin to see these things happening, when, when, uh, when there's a, a, a great surplus and people not buying, you know, because there comes a time now when people don't buy like they used to buy. And it's going to get even worse. It's going to get even worse. And, and, and the Bible says, now the merchants won't buy. Now, let's drop to verse number 14. And we've got a few verses and we're out of here. Verse 14 says, And the fruit that thy soul lusted after are departed from thee. So those things that, that, that we lust after, then all of a sudden we're going to be able to we'll lose those things. It says, And the fruits that thy soul lusted after are departed from thee, and all things which were dainty, and goodly are departed from thee, and thou shalt find them what? No more what? at all. That thing that, 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 that is our soul lust after. After a while, you guys said, you won't be able to find that thing, those, those, those delicacies. He said, you won't be able to find those things that, that your soul just lusted after. Because, see, God's going to release that judgment. And once he releases that judgment, then those things that we were accessible to us, they won't be accessible to us anymore. Because the judgment is on on, 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 on church, it's on, it's on the, the false religious system, okay? Now, verse 15 says, we're still in Revelation chapter number 18. Verse uh, 15 says, the merchants of these things which were made rich by her, okay, shall stand afar off for the fear of the torment, weeping and well. In other words, when you... When, 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 wherever you, whomever you're involved with, if you receive the, the riches from that individual and they were in this false system, then you won't be able to get those riches anymore. That means God's going to restrain or pull back his hand. So, and then the, the, they are afraid. Uh, verse 16 says, And saying, Alas, alas, that great city that was, past tense, that was clothed in fine linen, purple, Look at, the, look at these colors. And scarlet priesthood, decked with gold and precious stones and pearls. Watch this. You know, God, when God, when God, when God takes, he takes. Okay? It says in verse 17, for in how many hours? One hour. So great riches has come to what? Nothing. That's why you can, you can build it up. And if you don't do right by God, can and it's gone. You can build it up and it's gone. God can do that. 
So whoever we whoever we putting our pride in, or whatever we just so caught up in besides God, God said, listen, you done made that an idol. So I got to take that. I got I got to take that. So in one hour, you can lose it all in one hour. I mean, that's scary. Can you imagine these people that what they're going through? Those that got now, even with the wars and things they've lost in other areas. I mean, I mean, just in a matter of hours, gone. All that you build up, gone, gone. And and, and see, in one hour, these great riches has come to know. And every shipmaster, and all the company in ships and sailors, and as many as trade by sea. In other words, everybody standing by watching. When you're talking about the trade by the sea, that means that's that international realm. That trading. Because let me tell y'all something. Some stuff going to hit America. Some stuff is going to hit America. It's going to hit America. We might as well get ready for it. We might as well get ready for it. We're slowly getting hit. But we're going to get hit. America is going to get hit. God, why? Because when we were once this great nation, and, co- and compared to some other places, yeah, that, that still may be true. However, we have become just like that place of confusion. We not become. We have become that place of confusion where that all kinds of uh, 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 demonic forces uh, comes and dwells. Every foul spirit, every evil spirit, it doesn't make no difference what it is. It, it can come and dwells right here in America. We open ourselves up to it. There are some places that, that some of the things that America does, there are some places that, that do not do it. But we have opened ourselves up. America, we've opened ourselves up, and we have become an, a, a habitation for demonic spirit. We're, why? We're in a state of confusion. We are in a state of confusion. And whenever we're in a state of confusion, the Bible has already told us that it's a dwelling place for all kind of uh, hateful birds and, 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 and things that are, are detestable to God. I mean, all kind of evils. Can you imagine, you know, the Bible talks about how well, when you, you clean your house, it's swept and it's garnished and all them demons is gone, but we didn't replace it with nothing. And when you don't replace or uh, uh, within ourselves with things that are good and wholesome, it says that, that, that it talks about it in, in the New Testament. It talks about how that demon walks out in dry places. And it's trying to find a home. It's, it's looking for a place to reside. And so what happens when it can't find a place to reside, what did it say? I'm going back to my house. It's then called your house, it's house. That's what it said. See, we... We think, we think, well, ain't no such thing as demons. You better rule. You better wake up. I've been kind of demons. <laughs> you better wake up. That thing said it left that one person. Then, you know, and before we playing around, skipping around in the tulips, up under the bush and all this stuff, oh, and all of that. It's not that recruiting. It's recruiting. And when the Bible says when they come back, it's, he come back with uh, seven times more, and the one that you had is coming with it. So you mean you, that's eight, eight demons? You know what that means? That means that's a new beginning of demonic forces on the inside of you. That's scary. That's scary. That's why we got to put something back in him. I ain't talking about world stuff. I'm talking about God stuff. I 
And that's why what's happening, the, 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 the America is just, right now, it is filled with mess. It is. That's why the church is sitting on the beast. Church sitting on the beast, and the beast is carrying it. That means if it's carrying, if it's carrying the church, that means it's going to go wherever the beast is going. It's, it's, it's carrying the church, and that's what's happening. That beast is carrying the church. That false system, false religious system, is carrying the church. Babylon, confusion, come out, come out of Babylon, come out. I'm not going to even finish this. It talks about it's going, that city's going to be burned. It's going to be burned. God is saying to the, to the body of Christ, he's saying to the church, he said, come out of it. Come out. It's because I'm about to release judgment. And the beauty of it is, if we're saved in Christ, we don't have to worry. We don't have to worry. We have difficult times come, but he, you know, he's our protector. He's our refuge. He's our strength. But God's saying to the body of Christ, these are my people. He said, come out of that. Come out of that confusion. Everywhere we, we go, everybody we see, we need to warn them, if they're naming the name of Christ, to come out of the confusion. Because judgment is going to start, according to the word of God, at the house of God. And you're right, brother. It has already started in the house of God. It's already started. For years, it has started. It's, I mean, it's thousands of years. It started. That's judgment. Sometimes it makes you wonder whether or not you want to live back then where you was at the beginning of the process rather than being over here where you're so close to the end of the process because you just don't know what the end of the process is. Amen. But back then, those people's head was cut off for standing for the name of Jesus, sawed into sunder. They were literally killed. Now we don't want to die for nothing. Not even for the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. And either way, we win. If you if you if you die in Christ, we win. But we're gonna be with the master. So either way we win. We win. It's a win. For Christians, it's a win-win situation. It's a win. Now y'all, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 I may have gone over gone over the timing. Gone over the timing. Uh, but I have to do what the Holy Spirit says. And I just let him have me. We're gonna stand and we're gonna pray. Let's pray, y'all. Let's pray. Let's pray.